Hello, 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 dear listeners, and happy Wednesday. You may or may not be aware that Mercury is currently in retrograde, and it's this really funny space where, in astrology, things are always moving and grooving and changing and ebbing and flowing, but for some reason, Mercury gets the shout-out, you know, on Instagram. So if you've seen this week... Mercury's in retrograde if things are feeling a little bit sticky or icky right now maybe it's because of that um and what I've been speaking about a lot this week because of the Mercury in retrograde and because of what's going on in that space is two things first of all alignment am I in alignment what do I want what do I need And then how do I get there? And how do I communicate? So that's the second thing, communicate. How do I communicate what those needs, those desires are? Knowing what we want, knowing who we want to be, knowing where we want to be, knowing where we want to go, knowing how we want to do it is really important. Sometimes the hardest thing, but sometimes the hardest thing is communicating that to ourselves, to admitting it to ourselves, but maybe to the people around us, the people we work with, the people we interact with as well. So I invite you this Wednesday as you listen to the podcast, which is speaking to all of that and more um, and is in beautiful alignment with Mercury Retrograde, although Sadie and I did not know that when we recorded. Um, But yeah, I really hope you enjoy it. Sadie is the most wonderful soul. Um, For anyone who knows her, you will know that. And for anyone who listens to this, you will know it by the time you finish listening. Um... And as always, you know, share it on your Instagrams, on your social media platforms, give us a review. All of these things mean a lot. And if you're wondering about how to kind of take that sense of alignment, that communication, both with yourself and with those around you to a next level, I really invite you to get in touch and to step into your power. And I do that using my program, the 12 week plan root restore radiance which looks at bedding down grounding down sticking our roots deep down into the earth for nourishment for support and then from that space we restore balance we restore harmony and that allows radiance so i hope you enjoy this episode and i hope to hear from you soon i hear you dear listener i feel you i am so grateful for you for your energy for your time because i know it's precious Have a beautiful end of your day or rest of your day. And I really hope you enjoy this. Sadie, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good, thank you. Very happy to be here speaking to you today. I'm so happy to have you. Um, So for the listeners at home, we've just done a little treatment, which I'd love to talk about in a minute. Um, And we're not together, but it's amazing how the energy can still travel. um, And we'll get into that. But I'd love you just to introduce yourself and tell and you know, even me, I'm like, what is what is she? What does she do? This is amazing. (laughs) So what is it that you do? Is there even a name for what you do? Uh, Yes. So so I set it my business is called Soul Beauty Rituals, yeah. but that kind of encompasses all the things that I love um, and what I do. So it's a, it's a combination and it's um, Reiki, so it's energy work, but I'm also a massage therapist. So when 
um, when I do working with people in person, I'll do physical body work as well because I really believe in the different levels and layers of working mm. with somebody, which is interesting with you doing the whole being because mm. the whole being is working through their body, releasing any physical tension, um, uncovering any emotional blockages which could be held and stored in the body. Um, and then I also love to talk to people and allow them to express it in that way and see what comes through that. And then the energy work is just so special and powerful and magical. And it's one of the hardest things to describe, but once you've had it, then it's easier almost. It's just really, really lovely. And I love doing that with people in person and online. And at the core of everything I do is the soul work. So that's where all of it comes together, getting to the to that inner part of you, the part of you that um, transcends time and tra- almost transcends lives, mm-hmm. um, who we really are at our deepest part and what we're meant to do here. So... Yeah, and I, I, the things that I'm trained in are Reiki. I trained as a rhythm of beauty coach, which is working with the seasons um, and uses flower essences. So it's very much on an emotional level. So the, my teacher, Louise Allen, calls it skin to soul work because it's wow. on both levels. And then the beauty of her training is that she completely like encourages you to bring your your gifts your like yourself to her work so she's not for you know like making you do it prescriptively her way like she'll give you the training and the stuff that you you do like the facials but then you bring your own thing to it so so much of that is so intuitive as well like so you know when I've been in your circles before and again we'll speak about all this but when I've been in your circles it just feels like it's just flowing through you and you know when you're picking cards and everything like that does it feel really intuitive yeah yes it does and that's where I've done I've done my training but it was really there with me as a kid so I was I always had my hands on people I was doing cards with my mum my mum's very into this stuff so I guess that's one of the beginning stages of Mm. where this all came from um but it is intuitive so I feel like I have kind of merged it together into my own thing which I don't know what I would call it there is also a bit of shamanic work that's coming through so sometimes I'll get the urge to make sounds yeah use my rattle um so yeah it feels very shamanic to me I've had um yeah I I'm trained in um, mandala vinyasa and there were shamans on that course and I've um, worked with shamanic healers before and it yeah it did feel very shamanic and it's amazing so the way I would describe it so Sadie just did um, a little treatment on me which was I suppose you know Reiki at the simplest way of saying it for people to kind of understand I guess and that can obviously be done in person but also like we said it can transcend time and has no borders or boundaries so it can it can travel to you know we're not in the same place right now Um, and straight away the sense I had was like almost like a lightheadedness but I guess that's the I suppose cognitive way of understanding you coming into my field because you know now I understand that as you you know being in my field working with my energy coming into my aura 
but for other people who are like, well, what is energy? You know, I'm sure you've had these conversations where you're talking about energy and people are like, what is energy? I don't get it. How can it travel? How can, what does it feel like? So it yeah. feels like a lightheadedness, a, 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 almost an out of body experience. Yeah. It, it, I have entered discussions where, where you're yeah. trying to explain <laughs> it to somebody who doesn't know or hasn't felt it before and you end up like, it's it's kind of exhausting because until like until you've had it and experienced it it's really really hard to describe yeah. to that person what it's like um but it it did feel like that so with you it does feel like i've come into your space but you've also welcomed it so mm. so there's the connection between us mm. um and then it's it's like i can I go into a deeply meditative state and I work with my Reiki, Reiki symbols um, and I start channeling. So energy work is not coming from me, it's coming through me. So I'm acting as a channel um, for the energy to flow. Um, and I also believe in like that, that there's helpers as well with me yeah. and maybe yeah. connecting to your helpers. So there's like yeah. extra support there. Um, yeah, and then I feel it in terms of like tingles and I can feel it like magnetic um, push, pull, heat sometimes. Um, so is it almost like your body becomes a reflection of my body? Do you feel it within your body or do you see it as a an image outside of yourself? How do you experience the the sensation? I, I do get it visually and I'll see colours as well. Right. Um, so with you, I started seeing green, which is lovely heart mm. chakra colour. Mm. Um so I'll I'll see things. Um, I can feel in my body when the energy is flowing. So I will get physical sensations. So I could feel stuff in my stomach as yeah. the energy is moving. Like yeah. I can just feel it. Um, yeah. And I get I guess um, it's just being really in tune and sensitive. So. Then I had I went down to your feet, so perhaps that I might have picked up on the lightheadedness because then mm. I almost imagined I was holding your feet, mm. and and there. So yeah, I get I'm finding it hard to explain again. I know it's just like I know. Um, but when I was a child, I used to see auras around people, um, and that was before before I knew anything about energy work or Reiki or anything like that, mm. I was seeing huge colors around my teachers and they'd like follow them around in assembly. Wow. And I, so I think energy is there for all of us to tap into. And I believe that a lot of children, most children can see and feel it. And then it just kind of gets, um, it, it just disappears. We don't, mm. we don't sense it as much as we get older. Well, I think that's for so many reasons, isn't it? Like if, for instance, if you said to an adult, like I've seen an aura around you, they probably would have been like, well, depending on who it was, but like, yeah, Sadie, okay, cool. Like just, yeah, sit down, like keep it to yourself. Like that's, that's great kind of thing. And so over time, learned behavior is like, okay, I shouldn't talk about that. And then, oh, it's not cool or it's not accepted or it's not understood so I'll stop talking about it and then you forget it right it's gone yes and when you look at young children they are so deeply intuitive they just know you know and they're so aware and so intelligent and it feels like 
blinkers slowly get put on as we get older and yeah I think like what you said there is until you've experienced it like in a conscious level until you've experienced energy or energy flow or energy shift it's really hard to have a conversation with someone about what is energy it's (laughs) yeah tiring and I was very lucky that my parents were open to that stuff and I think that's why it was nurtured in me um because they were like hippies and lived in the commune and were really into all of this stuff um especially my mum my dad's more scientific so he looks more for like the proof and um but yeah it was I had that support there as a child so the blinkers didn't go on with me I don't think and that's because of my parents Mm, but what a beautiful balance because we do need the science we do need evidence we do need you know um yeah the like structure I suppose that science brings but you know it's amazing to to tap into the you know more ethereal or spiritual or whatever you want to call it as well um have you always done this my thought my question was going to be like have you ever done a a proper job because that's what I feel like you know when you're younger like no that's not a proper job and now I obviously just teach yoga and and don't definitely don't have a proper job either but you know did you ever sort of work in a like an office (laughs) or anything like that or was it always (laughs) I've I've had like so many uh, my my career is lots of like not proper jobs yeah like that's what it's always been um so so I've never really had a proper job so Mm. my as I mentioned as as a child I was into this stuff but I was also into acting and music so I started acting as a child so I started at age 12 um and I did um telly I, I was in a show called children's ward as a kid and then just at home with the Braithwaite's like heartbeat like worked throughout my school years. Oh my gosh Sadie I didn't even know <laughs> this I'm experiencing this the first time how wonderful. So that was where on set I would always be massaging people and right. and learning like there'd be other people maybe that I would be working with that were into reflexology and we just I'd, I'd be asking loads of questions so yeah. it all went together and um and the same with music and I was always writing songs as a child as well so they all they were all there and then recently I was learning about human design have you heard of human design no so it's about um different types and um my type is a manifested generator and okay it's a bit like you type in your date of birth and where you were born it's a bit like what you do with astrology to figure out your signs and stuff yeah um but it was really interesting for me because I always thought, oh, why don't I just focus on one thing and just do that? Um, but this showed me manifested generators have their fingers in lots of pies. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I always have. And, I, and I've just started bringing it together now. So with Soul Beauty Rituals and my healing work, I've been starting to bring in my music into yes. that. And also storytelling, which is kind of the acting. So it's trying to bring it together yeah I mean I think I can't remember which one I was I joined from you was it the harvest one anyway you sung landslide which is one of my most favorite songs as well and it was so beautiful and honestly I always fall asleep halfway through the stories of meditations at the end but the two that I've joined with you I've fallen asleep in both of them 
<laughs> which I don't know sometimes in my work I always say if someone cries or if someone falls asleep I feel like my work is done I think like there's obviously some deep healing work that's happened so please don't be offended by the fact that I fell asleep <laughs> not at all no I, if you need to, if you fell asleep that's because that's what you needed and yeah. yeah like you say I I'm glad that you felt safe enough to fall asleep with me like for me yeah. in that in that space to be held and and it, I still think it goes into your subconscious oh absolutely yeah no I, I truly believe that as well and and so much healing happens in our sleep as well I mean it was a very short sleep granted but still um but yeah the the rituals the circles that you do are so beautifully put together and you know, I've always used cards in some form, but more just in my own way, because I actually don't have that much knowledge of tarot cards or anything like that. And I love the way that you pull them. And actually, I've completely copied you and I've started to pull them in my yin circles that I do once a month. And um, I mean, I've got two sets, so I don't know which ones it is that you use, but how does it work? So for people out there who are listening, Sadie will have a pack of cards and cards are I don't know what what are the ones that you use called Sadie uh so I use uh oracle cards in the circles but I did used to use tarot right yeah. the, the, there's like a classic tarot deck called the Rider Waite but I find in terms of the circles the oracle cards are best mm-hmm. um they're really they you can tune into what their meaning is quite quickly yeah um so especially work... in the context of the circle that you're holding I'm sure yeah if you're only wanting to pick like you know one one to three yeah. um cards then it just yeah they work really really well so I've got some lovely decks I'm just going to shuffle now out while Amazing. we're talking and see what so happens. the oracle cards do they have are they um a picture with like a, a name and a word or or what sort of symbols do they hold yeah they're a picture with with a name so the, there's different packs that I've got. One of my favourite packs I use with all clients um, and I use it in the circles is the Animal Spirit deck mm. by Kim Kranz. Yeah. And she's also done a tarot deck, which is amazing. But her work, her art is is so magical. And I love the meanings, the, the what she writes about, um, about the cards as well. So there's usually a book mm. with, with yeah. the deck um and the more you use a pack the more it wakes up for you wow and i just find that deck is spot on every, every single time really yeah so i so love you her. just pulled the crow for me right was that from that cut that pack that was from that pack so the crow is all about magic um psychic abilities um the it's really interesting that we picked the crow for you at this time of year as well because it's the triple goddess so maiden mother crone and this time of year that's kind of the energy we're working into we're moving in the the goddess has kind of gone through those three phases during the year and now we've reached the crone point um so it's very wise and just magical um i'm into it i'm gonna take it (laughs) yeah really special card so i'm gonna um, I'm going to shuffle. So it's always having an intention. So when you're shuffling to to tune in um, and you could ask a question or you could ask for guidance. So what would you like me to be asking? Could this be for collective? Yeah, I think? I think 
collective what um what message does the collective need right now okay and so i'm using the work your light deck which is by rebecca campbell this is a really really beautiful deck i think that's the pack i've got yeah it's this one yeah i love that one yeah So Sadie's just laying them out and she'll pick a card. Also, if one falls out when yeah. you're shuffling, always put that to one side. That it's okay. fallen out for a reason. Okay. Did one fall out? It did, yeah. So Which... we've got two. Okay, cool. So the the one that we've picked for the collective. Wow. It's called Unbound. Okay. And it's about releasing soul patterns, contracts, and past lives. To me, this card is a bit of a rebirth. Mm. And I feel like we are going through a collective rebirth at the moment. Yeah. Um, So I'll, I'll get the book out and see what she says. But also, this is a magical card and this is the one that fell out. This is um, Lemuria. Okay. Now, Lemuria... Creating heaven on earth, is that what it says? Yeah. Wow. Lemuria was an ancient civilization. Okay. um, Really, really magical. And I feel a strong connection with it. Um, I've got a Lemurian seed crystal that I work with. Oh, amazing. Okay, so let's go to Unbound. So this podcast will come out in January, probably. I need to double check the date. But it's probably going to be about January, February. And actually that sense of rebirth, renaissance is perfect for that new year energy though as well, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think we are going through a change. Like, So the, one of the things with the cycles is the cycles of nature remind us that change is inevitable. Mm. It, there's changes constantly happening and we are changing within us and change allows us to grow. So if we resist it, then we're blocking growth. Whereas if we surrender to it, we're, we're opening up for that possibility. Cause I believe we grow throughout our lives into yeah. old age, we're still growing. Um, I can see with my mum and dad, they're still growing now um, in their seventies. Yeah. So, so I guess, yeah, I know it's been a hard year so we'll so if we're, this is coming out in January we're looking back over the previous year mm. and it's been a hard hard year of change and personal growth through hard times um and I guess this is the this these cards are releasing so that that happened for a reason to kind of clear out um old patterns and contracts and things um to let go and then this is the hope card Mm. the muria and that's happened for so many people hasn't it you know i know it's so easy to i mean there's two ways of looking at everything i mean more than two ways of looking at everything but what i've been trying to channel a lot in my own work as well is that whatever's going on if we can surrender to it rather than resist it, actually what lies on the other side of that is magical. But so often, again, 
society, the news, politics kind of pushes us into a space of resistance and fighting and really revolution and rioting, which maybe there's a space for that as well. But, you know, going in towards a fear-based place and a struggle-based place, as opposed to allowing, you know, change and allowing death of patterns, allowing you know, maybe jobs that weren't working for us or spending time with people that weren't working for us. I mean, certainly that was true for me if it's not been true for anyone else, you know. There was a massive reshuffle. Is your advice to people, you know, how how do we surrender to change? You know, that's really hard. You know, the the serenity prayer. Mm, Yeah. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. That's something that I, I just think. You can that yeah to to surrender when you when it's out of your control, mm. and then try and change things that you do have control of. Mm. Um. So at the point of recording, we're just heading into lockdown again. We yeah. can't control that. That's yeah. what's happening. So if you surrender and accept it, and then try and make changes that that um you have control over. So what things that you can do that will raise your vibration rather than spend time getting frustrated and angst and I think that's where the resistance is interesting like if it goes into activism in a conscious way in a heart using your heart space to help make positive changes that's good Mm. but when it gets stuck in the body as resistance it just it's like staccato it's like uh, it's not it's not flowing um, and I, that's one of the things, taking it into your body and moving it is a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And that can help surrender. And that is serenity, isn't it? You know, what comes from that space is peace. And I know that for so many people and for me, for so much of my life, that was not the way I was living. And it it's tiring and it's scary as well, like in equal measure, you know, when you're not quite sure what's going on or what's going to happen it's really easy to get caught up and go to a place of fear um and surrendering is probably the hardest thing you know being in the unknown being in the unknowing being in uncertainty but also being in faith and trust and knowing that things will work out okay and relying on your rituals to help anchor you so walking in nature, um, also kicking off your shoes and stepping, walking on the ground barefoot is a yeah. really, really good anchoring tool yeah. and ritual. So that's called earthing. Um, I find if I feel uncentered and grounded, it's like, it's what one of the things that I've has always helped me is like spending time in the bathroom, looking after myself, like mm. um, j- taking taking my makeup off and doing face masks and having baths and it's I don't I don't want it to like sound shallow compared to the the things that are going on in the world but those simple things really really help me um if I'm feeling unbalanced within just a little sprinkle of self-love helps me deal with stuff around me And I think the important thing to remember is that we all have our own experience. And so obviously here and now you and I are talking about our experience, right? We're not talking for anybody else or anyone else's experience or even for, you know, the collective, which is a lot of people. Um, 
And I think that's so important as well is to honor our experience whilst being compassionate that some people are having a harder time and some people are having an easier time. And, you know, then at the end of the day, well, what's harder and what's easier? It's all just our perspective at the end of the day anyway, you know, I think, but regardless of where you're at, you know, we can't, I suppose part of living seasonally and honoring the seasons within us is honoring wherever we're at at that time as well. Having having compassion towards ourselves and compassion towards others and the planet yeah. and I think always coming back to that to that being the heart for me that that helps remind me of who I am like the planet yeah. just simple things um yeah <laughs> yeah. well for me it's like you know when I sit down in the morning and have a cup of tea it's just like okay you know and I could that's the sort of thing that you can do anywhere in the world you know in pretty much any country hopefully you could get a cup of tea so it's even like having these things that aren't attached to you know material good or a certain place because then attachment you know I suppose it's attachment that leads us into these places of uncertainty in a way but having these small little rituals yeah kicking off your shoes no matter where you are dousing yourself with water for the cleansing properties wherever you are yeah um, moving your body having a dance yeah like you said whatever the rituals are yeah but for, for, for people to have a few things that they can just draw on yeah um, so what things could people do so earthing we said like a bath or a shower bath, taking off makeup Sorry. specifically with um epsom salts mm. so epsom salts don't just cleanse physically they cleanse energetically and they so that's a really grounding experience and again I always believe in intention so when you're running the bath running it with love as if you were as if you were making that bath for a child yes like that kind of nurturing mothering energy um so baths what else yeah not, shaking not... I love shaking shaking I love shaking too. Getting um, on the shamanic tribal vibes and shaking. I've started doing it in my yoga classes recently and people at first are like, one I open like, is she serious? And then they're like, okay, she's serious. And then they close <laughs> both eyes and it's like really slowly start to like let a little bit of shake go. And then people get into it and then the whole energy just moves. Like it's insane. The power of shaking in a collective is insane. I mean, it's like raving, isn't it? No wonder it's addictive. Yes. Well, actually... Um... Oh, somebody I loved that was a huge part of my life um, and journey was a lady called Gabrielle Roth. Mm. And she created a principle called the Five Rhythms. Highly oh, recommend. Wow, yes, yes. I've never been, but I've heard so many people who speak. She created that, did she? She created it. She was the Mama Raven. Right. Um, that was her, her, that's her nickname. She passed away. So she's, she's up there on the astral planes now. Yeah, yeah. But my mum and I were actually really close to her and she, she was always encouraging me as an artist. Um, and I, yeah, was lucky enough to work with her. Um, but it's moving the energy, connecting to your mm -hmm. feet. These were all the things that she would say, connect to your feet and also let your head go. Yeah. So that um we we often have like a separation between our bodies yeah. and our heads so when you yeah. shake and you build it up and then the, the last thing is to let the head go it's really really amazing and usually when I shake I always cry <laughs> mm. 
it's either for me like crying or I just want to burst out laughing and they're yeah. so similar you know they're so close the, the hysteric laughing and the hysteric crying you know and it actually sometimes in when I've done like breath work it's been like a very quick fluctuation between the two like one second you're laughing one second you're crying and it's like I don't know what's going on anymore but I'm somewhere between the two um oh it's amazing but when you think as well you know what everything that we hold you know we always say the weight of our world on our shoulders all of the energy that we hold in the head you know if you can let that go and really feel it release and swing and sway you know yeah. you're metaphorically releasing all of those things on your shoulders and all of the things that are blocking or sitting in your moving in your head right because you look at children and they release this stuff naturally mm. and organically and they do it they experience something and then they have their release and then it's done mm. they're done um and that's why you know I am a crier I, yes, I, I and too. I'm proud of that yes yes <laughs> because I don't want it to stay in my body so uh, something that we're taught kids oh don't cry don't cry yeah. you know like I think it's really healthy to let that move it doesn't then stagnate in the body so if you are fearful about things and scared or upset or angry to get it out mm. with with whatever tools you know there's more like journaling there's loads of things that we can do to access those feelings and shift them yeah even sounds like when you look at children and animals you know they'll always you know make sound and that sound will probably color it color it correlate with an emotion so like a oh, you know if they're feeling frustrated or like a oh if they're feeling excited you know there's usually like symbolism with that and the other thing I always notice because I, I don't have a dog but I walk my friend's dog but I know you have a dog they always shake you know if they go yeah. in water obviously they shake or if they run and they have that burst of adrenaline they always shake you know they just have that really quick like little like zap of like it's I mean a, you blink and you miss the shake happen but it's constantly going on if you watch animals it's really cool that's so true even with excitement mm. they just do this so, like yeah yeah they get like or they like stretch you know I mean yeah I, one of my other really good friends who's actually she's going to be coming on the podcast but she says like be more cat you know and I think that's great you know we have so much we can learn from children and from animals I think you know just watch them it's like cool okay yeah exactly <laughs> and and nature so mm. um so when this comes out we'll be in January that's yeah. the winter season that's the water element um it's hibernation and retreat and connecting to our emotions but where where we are right now when we're recording the leaves are falling from the trees so that's nature telling us to um let go and shed so that by the time winter comes we're free of any baggage that we don't want to take into that time so January is a lovely time to get quiet and tune in to what's what what's really going on to having that stillness of winter um because i, I believe in the darkness mm. the darkest time like at night time i can sometimes find that's my most creative time because mm. the world is still mm. so in winter time when stillness comes that's when we can access more of our heightened creativity and intuition I just keep Which, dropping little sprinkles of January like yeah no but maybe stuff. we could do that for like almost the whole year so if winter's about this sort of step back introversion hibernation but actually in that space often I think about that space as a contraction but actually what you're saying is in the stepping back in the like jellyfish pulling back 
there's actually lots of creation that happens in that space. It's, it's... Yeah, but because it's internal, it's internal creation. So if you think about the soil and how so it is fertile, introversion, right? Yeah, how fertile the the soil is, and how you know there's no light there; it's dark, mm. but it's fertile with potential. So almost underneath like, the surface, I see. Okay, that's nice. Whereas in summer, that's very expansive and outward, and that's yeah. all the things that we've been cultivating and growing within coming out. But I find I'm more creative in the darker times. Mm. That's so interesting you say that because it's like the, the clocks went back last week or the week before. And again, we're, we're recording this in, in November. So there is a little bit of a delay. But since the clock's gone back, obviously the darker evenings, but I have had, you know, it's so interesting. We, we did the anchoring because I said to you, you know, I've, I've been just like, bzz, like my brain has just not stopped. There's been so much um coming through which is so interesting because I was yeah. like you know it's dark it's winter I should be resting um so winter's sorry sorry which you should that, yeah. so that's absolutely right and by doing that that's what helps you access so yeah. it is always yin and yang it's always a balancing act so it's checking in with where you're at so if you're feeling a bit too ungrounded and a bit too in your head you have to find the ways to anchor that energy um but also the menstrual cycle mirrors all of this too yeah amazing it's <laughs> everything you're saying is is oh gosh Sadie yeah it's amazing <laughs> so winter's like the step back lots of things happening beneath the surface internal creation so spring is where the buds come through so yeah so winter's the water element spring is the wood so I with my teaching we we bring in a bit of Chinese medicine yeah so that's why I'm talking about these elements and there's organs that are associated with them as well so it's how how far we want to go into everything but <laughs> yeah spring is spring is uh the wood it's um everything's bursting forward bursting out so new new growth um and each season how well it go how well it goes for us is almost like a reflection of how well we tuned into the previous season so mm. if if we didn't rest and nourish and nurture in the winter we might not have as inspired a spring if that makes sense so the spring yeah. is the all the things coming through that we've been like quietly working on within um so winter is the uh kidney and bladder so that's where the water elements yeah there with the organs but in spring it's the liver and gallbladder wow. so it's all, that's why spring is a really good time to detox yeah and bring yes. in those greens to take care of our liver whereas the people that that may be in january right now thinking i want to cleanse i want to get healthy like it's kind of the worst save time. it till march <laughs> yeah 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 save it because your body still needs that nourishing um warming foods it doesn't need to be stripped which everyone you know obviously dry january that's fine but everyone kind of goes like post christmas let me get on a juice cleanse or suddenly cut out all my calories and actually we still need the the stews and the you know casseroles and the like big roast dinners and the nourishing root vegetables you know that's yeah. that all comes through but yes. it just makes so much sense and it's so almost amusing and i'm sure you know, I sometimes feel like the universe is just laughing at us. Like these people make it so confusing. You know, I've been like, this has been how we lived for so long, right? Much more in tune than we are now. 
somewhere something's got a bit lost in like translation and now we're having these conversations of like this is what we should do and when you look outside it just makes so much sense yeah it's like going back (laughs) to the old ways and there's there's nothing like um you know people might think oh it's like yeah it's new but really it's it's just old yeah. It's old. They're like, tell me about this. Fascinating. It's yeah, it's super old. You know, yeah. the things that grow at that sort of time of year are the things we should be eating. So, you know, whatever's so th- in, and, and that's going to d- depend on also which country you're in. You know, where you're living because the season, the temperature, the soil, the nourishment of that space will be different as well, right? Yes, and like Australia's flip, like it's the opposites, for example. Um, yeah, and then so moving into summer, then that's the fire element, that's the heart and the small intestine. That's our most expansive time of the year. We just have to watch out for burnout by overextending mm. ourselves, so always having that balance and cooling the fire with cooling foods. Um, and then we shift into the earth element late summer, and that's as it starts to tip towards autumn. Yeah. Um, and then autumn is the metal element which is all about purification release letting go so it's autumn is actually a good time to cleanse but not yeah, in in the right way yeah yeah totally yeah. in a really like warming yeah way but so it's all the really veggies good... but maybe in like a stew form or a soups i suppose soups is like the winter equivalent i guess absolutely like soup talk thing so yeah. the um the the large intestine is um and the lungs are in autumn yeah. they're the ones that we're working with so it's about letting go and and cleansing deep cleansing so autumn feels like a good time as well to actually we say well I suppose we say spring clean but also like an autumn clean really Absolutely. you know f- physically in the house in the home getting rid of things as well shedding layers absolutely I, I find anyway this time of year even um late summer I do start to, like things start annoying me and I me want too to get rid. yeah just this morning, I was like, right, <laughs> as soon as we're done recording this, right. <laughs> so I'll That's, let you know how that goes. <laughs> like, just like the little animals in nature, they're preparing for the winter. Mm. We're meant to prepare for this mm. hibernation period. Um, so yeah. fascinating. <laughs> so I um, don't work so much with the traditional, the Chinese medicine um, elements. I work more the shamanic so earth air fire water so that's so interesting so the elements again for maybe people listening who aren't quite sure how how do you describe the elements oh well so it's interesting because in my rituals i guess there's a there's a crossover so it depends if i'm working with the elements in terms of the seasons and how we can align to them so with winter, with that water element, nutritionally, I'd be wanting to introduce more seaweed, yeah. a bit more healthy salt, like the pink salt, yeah. that type of thing, looking after my bladder, um, my kidneys, and and in winter, immersing in water more, so the, the salty baths, so all of that. In terms of so, so I'll always work with the elements in each season, but in terms of the rituals. So, for example, on Saturday, I held a circle and we worked with a few of the elements in rituals. Um, so we worked with water for forgiveness. Mm. So we, we wrote things down that we wanted to f- forgive within ourselves or in others. And we, we wrote those down and gave them to the water to ask to carry away for us. 
and to bring flow to those feelings because water is associated with the emotions. Yeah. Fire I'll work with in terms of release. Fire is um, an element that when you when you burn things in it, it can be, it depends on the intention, but you can use it for release or you can use it to call in. It's all about intention. And then earth. So if, if I'm wanting to manifest something, um, but it, it's gonna take, I want to it to take a bit more time, mm-hmm. then I'll give it to the earth for the earth to mulch it mm. so that it grows slowly in its own time. You know, sometimes you want a call to fin, but you don't want it to be immediate because that would just be like crazy. Yeah. If right now that thing was to like. Yeah, that's so interesting. I know, because I always say to people like, be careful what you wish for. Because yeah. it will happen, you know. And sometimes, yeah, you say what you want and then it happens and it's like, oh God, I wasn't ready for it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's where the earth is lovely. Um, that's lovely. And I'll always have an altar with the elements on my altar as well. Mm-hmm. So with d- different items that symbol the elements. So there could be, for example, the air element, that could be a feather. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so, so much nice. to cover. I, I could talk about it. I know, I know. So, I mean, I guess if people are listening and they're thinking, okay, living seasonally, honouring nature, living with the cycles, where does that start for someone who's maybe... Obviously, it starts with joining your circles. Everyone should do that. But after that, you know, what can we do right now in this moment? Yeah, because by listening, all what I wouldn't want is, is for somebody to feel a bit overwhelmed. By yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of information. So to start small, um, to just open your senses more and witness nature yeah. around you, because we are a, a reflection of it. So whatever nature's doing is what we're called to do within. And just finding a few things that you can do that help you um, tune into that. So as I said, it could just be a ritual bath. Yeah. Once a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- that's, that's what I was saying. Yeah, come to the circles. I'll always explain which which season we're working with, the different elements. So it's it's just a little, the nuggets of information that you need right then. Mm. Um, but I yeah, with all of this Getting stuff, into nature as well, because that's something a lot of us aren't doing because we're busy or because we live in cities or, you know, it's raining because it rains a lot where we live. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, f- still finding time to wrap up and get out regardless of what season it is, you know, it can be enjoyed at all times of the year, right? Yeah, and really, so spending time in nature and also really listening to what you need right now and honoring that. Mm. Because we're not we're not meant to exist in the same rhythm all year. We're meant to change. So if you're tired, have a nap, you know? Yeah. Little, little things like that. Yeah. Has that always been something that's come really naturally to you? Because it certainly hasn't for me. It's only been quite recently in the last few years of my life that I've started doing that. You know, I did work nine to five for a long time. So I can also understand for people who might be saying like, well, how can I do that when I work nine to five? So it is difficult. But has that always, that's always just been part of your way of living? Or can you really see a time where you started living much more in seasonally, with nature and and was there a difference did you notice the difference in yourself when that happened yeah 
I mean, I think there are times sometimes where you do have to push through to yeah. to do. So, for example, with filming, like yeah. I'm, I've filmed before when I wasn't well, and you just push through because you you want you don't want to let everyone down, and um, so. Yeah, there have been times where also our education system doesn't. Mm. Oh, this is a big one for me. Yeah, the pressure that you put yourself under. That's looking back. That's definitely somewhere where I wasn't really tuned in. Yeah, I was in perfectionist mode and just hammering the work. Um, I think. I've circled back definitely so I have fallen off it and then come back around to the stuff that I was into as a child um yeah and once you once you start working with the seasons and the moon cycles and for women your menstrual menstrual cycles Mm. it all is kind of like common sense it does make sense it feels like you're learning something that you already knew So it's just remembering. So you, you're one of the treatments you offer, I think. Is it for, you know, young women when they get their first period? But then is it also fertility as well that you work with? Mm. At the moment, it's the, the young women. Mm. So I had polycystic ovaries. Mm. So that was one of, one of the things, I guess, that's tuned me into my cycles. And um, the, yeah, I wished that was something that I'd had as a young girl, I had awful periods. I would be sick with the pain. Um, and it would be a couple of days, I'd just be completely out of it. And and every month, that's a lot of time, right? Yeah, yeah, really, really bad. So, and acne later was the thing that it manifested as physically. So, yeah, I just wanted to help young girls at the beginning of it. I think there's a lot of shame around periods. Yeah. A lot of fear around it. Yeah. It's actually a beautiful thing, really. Mm. And when you bleed, that's your inner winter. So it and it's if I knew back then, like I th- I guess I was probably subconsciously doing some of this, but to really honor your bleed time. Yeah. And that's really interesting because I always think of, you know, the bleed as being winter, but you know, you've said earlier that winter is the water element. So it just, it does all tie in. And I'm always amazed by, you know, whatever it is, shamanism, Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine, they all say different things, but they all say the same thing. And it's all so synchronistic. And again, you know, another example there, winter being the water, and then, you know, when we've got our period, obviously there's a bleed. Blood represents water in um, shamanism. Yeah. Um, you know, they say earth is my body, fire is my blood. No, earth is my body. I'm going to get it wrong now. Earth is my body, water is my blood, air is my spirit. No, air is my breath and fire is my spirit. <gasps> Love that. Yeah, I've butchered yeah. that completely. So sorry. Don't worry. But you got the picture. <laughs> I got the picture. Yeah. And when when young girls, this is really interesting, because when young girls are starting their periods, they actually have heightened intuitive powers. So if it's just Mm. like, um, you know, if it's a time that's just like um, washed over with fear and shame and just like, oh, what's this annoying thing that I have to deal with? They're missing that moment of like, it's really cool. 
It's like magic. Well, there's not really much education about it. And oh gosh, this is a whole big other conversation, but there's such little education around, you know, menstruating, the period, hormones, everything like this. You know, I think for me, when I was at school, it was just like a 10 minute segment in like a sexual health class or whatever we called it. Um, And, you know, it doesn't, cover load you know any of the options or contraception or any effects of what taking contraception might do because that's another thing that really throws off the intuition side of things and I think something that I feel impacted me was not having a period or having a period then not having a period and then being told to take the pill and at that point the way I always describe it now is just like feeling like a complete alien in my body because you're being pumped with these synthetic hormones that are kind of like that regulator or dampener on let's say intuition or anything else that might be going on you know it's it's being synthetically controlled then isn't it oh it is it's so sad really and I had exactly the same thing happened to me I was on and off the pill Mm. so the pill would solve the symptoms of my acne Mm. and it would give me a false regular cycle but yeah it's a it's a real shame because the rhythms of our cycle and then checking out where our cycle is in terms of the moon cycle because it's it's a similar amount of days and it's interesting to see whether you're bleeding when it's maybe around a full moon or a new moon because the moon has its own seasonal day days as well so a new moon is like winter (laughs) and a full moon's like summer but for example I'm bleeding around the full moon at the moment and I think that's um just for bigger release bigger letting go purification more of that um it's just fascinating so yeah it's this it's like a um educating young women about this but just Mm. listening to them as well and seeing how they really feel about it just being that person yeah in a space where I guess they feel there's no judgment and no criticism and it's safe and you know I guess yeah just yeah exactly like you say being that person where they don't really they can just say whatever's going on without an explanation or yeah um feeling like there's going to be a criticism or even advice sometimes I think when you're a teenager you just don't want advice you just want to tell you just want to have the outpour you know obviously yeah. I'm sure there's so much you can offer them but sometimes it is just listening because so often they're not being heard yes yeah and even if they have you know a great connection with their mum and their mum's mm. helping them with this sometimes it just does help to have like somebody else to talk to too mm. even looking at like because I'm loving um period pants right now I've just got some and free bleeding like just Mm. letting it letting it flow I used to wear tampons and now I'm like oh my god why why would I have ever worn a tampon where it's just storing everything up there letting it fester when it needs to just flow (laughs) and come out (laughs) um so I love the wooka wooka pants Okay, so I've just got some Modi body ones, so I'll let you know how they go. But if they're not good, then I'll go to the Wuka ones. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I think, yeah, gosh, it's so. And again, like you know, probably if we said like hundreds of years ago, the thought of putting something up inside us when we're on our period, they would have been like, "What?" Obviously, 
you know, it didn't exist. And don't get me wrong, you know, tampons are amazing and an invention, but it's not living really in synchronicity, is it? No. And you're right. Like there are times where I still would wear a tampon if I'm, say, performing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to risk it. <laughs> Just but don't then part risk of it. me, but then part of me, some because I, you know, again, teaching yoga and when I'm teaching yoga on my period, you know, it, I always do have that thing of like, the um, so my immediate reaction is like oh my god if I was to you know bleed and and for it to be obvious obviously when I was like teaching yoga or something when you're moving and you know it would be awful and then I think but why it's just blood you know yeah. like if you had a cut in your finger it's blood just embrace carry yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. And then, but then I'm still like, oh, but I don't know. You know, we always, I always have these like the inner dialogue, you know, the multiple conversations within. It's, it's just an interesting thing though, isn't it? That there is that immediate like <gasps> shame, shame, shock, horror. And I know I work a lot with, you know, hormones in my work as well. And so many women have a real emotional scar tissue to shameful um, experiences, their own words, when they've bled through at school, when they've um, leaked, you know, when it's, you know, been on school uniform or something like that. And, and it's just, it's such a hard time. We are so young and everything feels like the biggest trauma, doesn't it? When you're like yeah. 13, 14 and the smallest thing feels like the biggest thing. Um, and it's sometimes hard. those moments still need healing, even as an adult, oh. they can stay with you. Because, you know, obviously looking back, you have the cognitive of that's okay. You know, that happened. It's normal. You know, children are mean, teenage girls are mean, whatever. But what remains is the emotional reaction to how they felt in that moment, mm -hmm. which is whatever it is, you know, probably we all have an experience similar or you know, that you could put into that context where you just felt like you wanted the ground to swallow you up. And that's shame, but that's, you know, not being welcomed. That's being an outcast. Feeling disgusting. Exactly, like... yeah. And that's the, it's that that's remaining, I think. So then every period that comes with a small remnant of, <gasps> but what if that happens, you know? And it's learning to re to to fall in love with it mm. really like mm. and it, it, even with you for me like I've just bought a special set of pajamas that are like my period pajamas like finding little ways to celebrate it that are red yeah. um with stars on you yeah, know amazing. and I'm really and it's it's finding little things that you can do that just not make it feel something that you dread every month mm. And that equally goes for, you know, women of all ages and, you know, uh, women who are on fertility journeys as well, because getting your period is the complete, is a, a different emotion, but very similar of a feel, feeling of failure or a feeling of my body's let me down again. And it's a different context, a very different context, but it's yeah. the same things being triggered, shame, guilt, fear. Yeah. Um, and it's still trying to, and I'm say trying because I'm, you know, I don't have those emotions in my body, so I can't speak for women who have them, but trying to honor and celebrate that cycle and the bleed anyway. Yeah. You know, regardless of where you're at in your life or what your intentions are with your, with your menstrual cycle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. It's a oh, lot, isn't it? It's such a lot. I just love, I love talking about it. I've actually always loved talking about periods. Mm, me too. Me yeah. too. I think it needs to be a conversation and it feels like it is maybe just because I seem to have it a lot. But, um, you know, a conversation that is opening up. Like, do you know with yours when you're when you're bleeding at the moment, like, and what what the moon's doing? Just before the full moon, so it overlaps with the end of it. Overlaps with the full moon. Um, so yeah, usually two to three days before the full moon, I'll start to bleed, and then I usually bleed for about three four days. So then by the end, it's usually coinciding with the full moon at the moment. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's amazing what you said. Is- yeah. But the lunar cycle is about 28 days. The menstrual cycle, again, roughly, because sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, but about 28 days. And it's amazing. It's like, that surely, you know, that surely is a sign. <laughs> I find it fascinating that both of us um, are bleeding around the full moon as well. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. whether that's because, so the new moon is is like the moon's bleed time. Like, you know what I was okay. saying about, so yeah. sometimes... So in terms of like the red tent and ancient times, yeah. Sometimes the women that were the bleeders on the full moon, they were the medicine women, so that they could hold space for the bleeders on the new new moon, right? And we're both space holders, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, I've pretty much always, or at least as long as I can remember, being in tune with it, which is certainly not all of my menstruating life, but. Yeah, it's always been around the full moon. And I know actually a lot of friends who are in like the same, you know, world that we are in, as in space holders, yoga teachers, massage therapists. I know a lot of them also bleed around the full moon. So that's interesting. Whereas if you bleed on the new, then the full moon can heighten. I don't, I don't want to say this is a definite, this is what I think I've, I've, learned just yeah. as a disclaimer yeah yeah <laughs> so if you bleed on the around the new then it can heighten fertility around the full the okay full moon. yeah well that would make sense so tra- traditionally like yeah because i suppose if the full moon is the summer ovulation with your menstrual cycle is the summer as well so that makes sense yeah yeah interesting cool stuff isn't it oh my it's cool because when you start like you know and again I have lots of skeptical friends who are like okay whatever you know carry on doing it we love you but we don't get it and I'm sure you have friends like that as well as well then it's fine you know I don't I don't mind that I think it's lovely because it kind of keeps you in check as well sometimes it stops you it keeps you on the earth as well you know because we said earlier about the lightheadedness being so much in the space and being so much in the ethereal or spiritual or traveling timelines or whatever you know it's really good to keep the feet on the earth as well yes. with people being like so explain this to me in layman's terms it's really important um but I don't even know where I was going with that now. I actually have that in my, in my relationship <laughs> So my, Do you? my boyfriend is, uh, well, I'm an earth sign. I'm a, I'm a Virgo, but he's Capricorn. So he's okay. very earthy. So, and it's, it's nice to have that anchoring yeah. in our relationship. Um, I think if he was doing what I do, <laughs> it would be way too like, ooh, here yeah. we are. Well, um, I mean, equally, I have friends who are very like, woo, like, let's go in. <laughs> and then you sometimes like it gets to the end of the day and it's like, where did the day go? Like, what did we do? What have we spoken about? But you just, you know, 
it, and that's amazing as well basically we need every, like the yin and the yang you know yeah we need the, the science with the spiritual we need all ends of the spectrum right absolutely yeah. Um, so where do you feel like your work is going? Is it carrying on in the same way? Do you have plans for next year? Are the circles going to continue? Is there anything so... you're desperate to do? Let's put the manifestations out there. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm really happy with where it's grown, where it, how it's grown this year. Um, so I've, and I honestly don't think I would have developed this business without having that space and time mm -hmm. through lockdown to pause some of the other hustles that I do. This is something that I really, really love and I feel like it's my part of my sole purpose. So I've really been able to water it. And I, and I guess I'm wanting to have clearer boundaries on some of the aspects, other aspects in my life so that I can continue to water this. Um, I wanna grow, grow the circles continue to work with people one-to-one -one, but I think the other thing that I'm maybe wanting to manifest is my teaching so that's going to be online courses yes so I haven't quite worked out how what form that's going to take yet but to develop it all more and to reach more people about 10 minutes ago what flashed into the middle of my head was teaching other people and I'm not joking about I'm, people listening to this are probably thinking I'm making that up but I fully, that came into the middle of my head, teaching other people in what you do. I'd love to teach people about every everything. Um, like even crystals is something that I work with. All, yeah. all the different tools that I use, sage, everything. But then I, I also want to teach people that they are enough without all of those as well. And I think, you know, when we started, it was like, what do you do? And there's so many different things. And I found this as well. There can be... When, when you do more than one thing, it feels hard because, I don't know, like marketing one-on-one -on -one is like, say what you do, make it clear. And it's not always clear. There's lots of little bits that come together to create, you know, how special you are and the circles that you hold and the energy work or whatever it is that you do. There's lots of aspects that are feeding into that. And so, yeah, I think not putting yourself in a box, but instead teaching other people how to combine in exactly how you were taught, you know, that there can be lots of different elements, but most of all to bring in your personal experience and your personal gifts and talents or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Um, I think because somebody really else's important. gifts may be completely different to what how I, so I see things sometimes and feel yeah. things. They might hear stuff or, so it's, it's finding out what their gifts are and just gently nurturing them and awakening them. Yeah. I would love, love to help people um, because we're all way more powerful than we think or know. And it's just that, it's a bit like um, that film with Bradley Cooper, The Limitless film. <laughs> there's, yes. There's unawakened parts of us. Yes. And I feel like the seasons and the cycles are almost like the key mm. to unlocking that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. And actually, when you did the, um, the what would we call it? A... Like a scan, mm. a body scan? I guess I did a scan and checked in with your chakras. So um, when you did that, I feel, I don't ever see colors or rarely, I don't really see colors. I feel it in my physical body. So, and I feel that with other people as well. I'll sense in my body what they're experiencing, if that makes sense. As in like, I'm the mirror 
it, you know, I feel it in, within me. Um, so I don't see colors, but I think it's easy to be like, oh my gosh, I don't see colors. Am I doing it wrong? Or I don't see images. Am I doing it wrong? Or I don't feel it like that. Am I doing it wrong? So it's exactly what you said there. And I feel so many healers or yogis or people trying to develop their own skills really need to hear that. There's so many ways. That's such a good point. And also something that I I try to always remember to say in the circles because I'll yeah. do a guided journey and there's no right or wrong there's no rules you can't yeah absolutely and with all of this stuff if even if somebody's picking a crystal like just go just follow your own flow yeah how do I do it just do yeah. it <laughs> uh, am I getting it yeah just follow your own flow with all of the stuff even rituals like it's a bit like um tuning into the playfulness of children again yeah that imaginative quality we're just free free flowing not judging stepping out of the way so that you can just play I do see it a bit like playing and that's well what the thing that needs to step out of the way is the cognitive the narrative the perfectionist of the exam taker you know the the 13 year old exam taker who goes through SATs and then GCSEs and A-levels in university you know there's always a right and there's always a wrong and actually there's no right and there's no wrong, you know, however you're doing it and in whatever way, as long as it feels nourishing, then it's such, right. Such a good, well, well articulated point. It's <laughs> <laughs> really, really true. And I think people need to hear that, especially with this work, because it can be a bit of an overwhelming world out there, the spiritual things. Mm. And take Toxic spirituality. What... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take take what works for you and leave the rest yeah. and it might cycle back to you if if it's if it's meant to in the future oh Sadie I think that's the perfect spot to probably end on because yeah I think if anyone needs to hear anything it's probably that um thank you so much you. for everything yeah I just I needed that today I think that conversation I've really loved love talking to you mm. it's like talking with an old friend I feel like maybe we need a collaboration because I've just, the reason I was smiling so much through that is because I've written this workshop for this evening and so much of what we've just said is in there and it's like, wow, okay, it's really affirming. So thank you. Thank um, you, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> for your beautiful time, your beautiful space, your beautiful energy. Um, I really, really appreciate it. So where can people find you if they want to get in touch, which I really hope they do because you're magic. Oh, I'd love that. Um, they can find me at um soul beauty rituals on instagram and facebook yeah. and my website is soulbeautyrituals.com and they can also sign up to my newsletter there yeah. so i send out a monthly newsletter about about what's going on events wise and also cosmically mm -hmm. um so yeah they're the, they're the main ways they can reach me thank you so much enjoy walking with your dog today have you done it already or will you go out later no, today, uh, I will go out later, but Marcus um, did the walk this morning. He's been so on a dog walk. I could be free. Ah, oh, amazing. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Can't wait to hang out when lockdown is done. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. Thanks, Sadie.